Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Pastor James coming to you again tonight with another episode of Diving Into the Heart of God. As always, I thank each and every one of you that have taken the opportunity to join in here with me tonight. Little did we know that that we didn't come to, to see me, we didn't come to hear me, but yet we come to hear a word from God. And, and for some of you, you came back to... To, to try to hear the remainder part of the series and I really do sincerely apologize that that I have not been back sooner other than other than the uh, the episode that me and Pastor Doug did the other week and um, and work has been extremely busy I've lost a few guys as which is kind of has placed me to the point of of where I've got to fill in the gaps but nevertheless ladies and gentlemen my heart has been with you I have truly been thinking about you i've been hearing from god on, on on so many different arenas and god's been speaking to me and 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 even though that this this next part of this series that we come with tonight in the be strong series uh, uh the next episode of that the lord has has given me that and as i sat down and and read through because i wanted to make sure that uh, that my mind and my spirit stayed refreshing what god was speaking and the very words that he spoke, he added more to. So, ladies and gentlemen, I've come with an amazing word here tonight. And, and, and as we continue in our Be Strong series, God has so much that he desires to say. And there's so much that we need to hear. But, ladies and gentlemen, before we do that, as always, always, we're just going to we're just going to come and reverence God, and we're just going to ask Holy Spirit to, to be here with us tonight in this meeting, in, in our time of gathering, in this time that, that, that each one of you and, and I as myself, has that we have set aside that this is the time that, that we're going to allow Holy Spirit to minister to us. So, so as we join corporately together in prayer, ladies and gentlemen, we're just going to reach heaven. We're just going to reach heaven, and we're just going to bless God with our praises. We're going to bless Him the very best that we can, ladies and gentlemen. By no means do, do I want this podcast or do I want this YouTube video to, to substitute your, uh, your Sunday gatherings, wherever you, that God may have led you to gather at. But this is just another opportunity that, that we've been privileged with to grow into God because this is the time that, that this is beyond church. This is beyond prayer meeting. And, and this is the time that we come to dive into God's heart, ladies and gentlemen. So as always, let us dive into God's heart. Let's seek him on behalf of one another that we would hear clearly exactly what it is that he desires to speak to us because the Father desires to share his heart with us, ladies and gentlemen. But the question is always posed is, is, are we listening? Even if it's something that we don't desire to hear, did we hear what he had to say to us? You see, Holy Spirit, he's not come tonight to beat you up. He's not come to, to reprimand you. He's come to, to show you the correction that may be needed in your life. And he does so in love. Just as we as parents have so many times done the same thing for our kids. 
we as pastors, as so many times as, as we have done to the congregation or to our members, that we just come to, to, to speak and to bring this message and to, uh, just, to, just to obey God. And we do it in love because it's, it, it, our heart is, it is in, the same, in the same area the Holy Spirit is. Is that we will never tell you anything that will lead you wrong or down the wrong path. You see, and I, I make sure, ladies and gentlemen, here I am looking for a Bible again, but my Bible is downstairs next to my couch. But I do have my Bible here on screen, but I can't just pick up my screen and show it to you. You see, but that's why it's so important that, that we know God's Word, that we study God's Word, and that it becomes alive in our life so that, so that when error has been preached or when error is being taught, that we know the difference. Ladies and gentlemen, again, I just, as always, I challenge you, I challenge you to take that time, to, to take time out of your schedule. You see, just because I've not been here to preach or to bring a message doesn't mean that I've not been in God's Word. It doesn't mean that I haven't been on my face before God. I've been seeking God on behalf of, of myself and my family and my ministry. And even, even those of you out there that are listening right now, I've been praying for you as well. So, ladies and gentlemen, let us go to the Lord in prayer. And let us just honor Him tonight. Let, let us just reverence Him in, in all that we do here tonight, in all that we say. And let everything that we say here tonight bring glory to God. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, let us pray. Our dear, glorious, and heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you, Lord, once more, Lord, this day. Lord, this privilege, Lord that you blessed us with, Lord, to be able to call upon your name. Lord, because as we always say, because, Lord, we never want to take it for granted, Lord. Lord, is there, there was someone, Lord, that didn't get a chance to wake up this morning, that no longer had a chance to, to, to pray and to call upon your name, that they no longer had the opportunity to, to ask and to seek you for forgiveness. Lord, there's so many people, Lord, that has died, Lord, here today. Lord, in the process, Lord, of, of even while we're recording, Lord, people are dying. And Lord, even though that we have had the opportunity to stand before you in your righteousness, Lord, so many people have not taken advantage of that. But, Lord, as we just sense, as we just stand here, Lord, as we sit here in awe, Lord, of, of who you are, Lord, as we stand in your presence, Lord, as we just allow you to have your way here tonight, to come and to speak and to minister to our hearts the way that you desire to, Father. Let us not stand in your way. Let us not turn a deaf ear to what it is that you desire to speak to us, Father. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. You have free reign. You have full dominion over this service, over my mouth, over my lips, over the words that will come forth, Lord, here tonight. You have domain. Lord, as we just bow before you, Lord, in a in a humble, in a humble posture, Father. 
And Lord, as we just and Lord, as we just pause, Lord, for just these few minutes, Lord, here tonight, Lord, just to just to dwell upon your goodness. To dwell upon your mercy, Lord, that you have bestowed upon us. Lord, to ponder, Lord, upon the grace, Lord, that you have supplied us, Father. The breath, Lord, that you have placed in our body. Lord, and when we begin to when we begin to to think upon those things, when we begin to to dwell upon them, Father. Lord, we can't help but to but to be humble before you. To be in a state of humility. Because, Lord, we've learned, Lord, that pride and humility, Lord, cannot be present at the same time. Hallelujah, Lord, we thank you, Father. We glorify your name. Lord, you're so worthy, Lord, of our praise, Lord, here tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, if you could just lift your voice for just a moment. As you may be riding down the road or or maybe you're just uh, just sitting there in your living room with your headphones on. Maybe even some of you are watching me via YouTube. But if you could just, if you could just pause within yourself within the activities that may be going on around you and if you could just give God the praise that's due him if we could try to scratch the surface of the praise that that is due his name you see because right now ladies and gentlemen we, we are standing before a holy God My Bible tells me that that without holiness, no man shall see him. You see, God desires to reveal himself here tonight. He, He desires to reveal his heart, ladies and gentlemen. But we have to come in a posture of holiness. We have to come in a posture of humility. We have to come in a posture of his righteousness. We can't come before him prideful, ladies and gentlemen. Because pride and humility cannot coexist. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you, Father. We praise you. We glorify you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, as as I just as I just feel in my spirit, as I see in my spirit, as as some of you, as the one or the two of you, as just humbling yourself before God right now, God is providing the very healing. He is causing this healing to manifest in your life right now. For those of you that may be going through financial troubles, as you humble yourself before God, God is manifesting uh, Himself as the provider in your life. Ladies and gentlemen, even those that that may be on their deathbed right now. You see, uh, life and death is in the power of your tongue. 
ladies and gentlemen, just be, begin to speak God's word of your life. Just begin to prophesy God's word of your life that, that I shall not die, but I shall live and declare the works of God. Who's, whose report am I going to believe? God, are you a man that, that you shall lie? For by his stripes we are healed. Just begin to prophesy God's word over your life. Begin to prophesy God's word in your situation. Begin to prophesy God's word over your body, over your mind, over your family. You see, because God's word cannot return to him in void, ladies and gentlemen. I, I don't know why we're going this direction tonight. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to follow the unction of the Holy Spirit on this one. You see, because it's not for me that I need to know. It's just that I know that I need to obey what God is speaking to me right now. Just begin to lift your hands and lift your voice. And just begin to praise God and allow those rivers of living water to begin to flow up from your belly and allow the Spirit of God to begin to, to speak through you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Jesus. Glory be to your name, Father. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, we glorify your name, Father. We thank you. We thank you. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, we must be reminded here tonight that, that Satan is just, he is like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. You see, he, he, he is not the lion. Jesus Christ himself is, he is the lion of Judah. He is the lion. See, Satan's only trying to be like him. And too many times we're listening to what Satan has to say. Why can we not listen to what God has to say? Why can we not listen to what his word has to say, ladies and gentlemen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We glorify your name. We glorify you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Mm. <laughs> oh, this is always such, a, this is the, the hardest part of, uh, of, of ministering through uh, just YouTube or through these podcasts or, or, or just even in a service because <laughs> the presence of God is just, it's like, it's, it's thick like peanut butter. That the atmosphere here in this room here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, it's so thick and it's full of the presence of God. You see, but my Bible tells me that because of the anointing, the yoke is destroyed. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. The anointing is present, ladies and gentlemen. The anointing is present. The, the healing anointing is present. The delivering presence of God is present. The anointing of God is here to, to destroy the yokes of bondage that, that may be in our lives, ladies and gentlemen, if we would just allow him to. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, as, as we just continue just to move right on in, and, and maybe some of you may want to pause us right now and just, just continue to worship God and just, just flow however the Holy Spirit is leading you, ladies and gentlemen.
main thing is just to be important. The most important thing is just, just to obey Him. Just obey God. Just obey God. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, as we will move right on into tonight's message, as, as we continue here with our, our Be Strong series, and tonight's series is entitled this way, ladies and gentlemen, Be Strong, and it's entitled A, a Helmet and a Sword. <laughs> so last time that we were together, we had, we had spoke about uh, the shield of faith, and we had, you know what, for time's sake here tonight, I, I will link this one in the top right corner of, of this series, like right in here, or I'll add it to the end, and I also create a playlist at the end on, on via YouTube that that you can go and listen to this whole series in reference to to follow it one through uh, I, I actually think that there's going to be like seven seven or eight episodes to this one uh haven't i'm not quite sure yet uh, we're just going to lead be led by the holy spirit i do know that that after tonight we have one more at least one more uh so so forgive me that i, I don't have count of which one this is uh, but that's not what's important. The important part is that we're getting ready to bring forth God's word here tonight. And we'll be coming out of the book of Ephesians again. Again, this is the same church that, that was spoken about in the book of Revelations. It is the church of Ephesus. And, and we'll just, we'll begin to read again uh, uh, Ephesians chapter 6, is, uh, verses 13 through 16. We'll be reading tonight. I'm sorry, through verse 17 through verse 17 therefore put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil and as we all know with it we are in a time of evil it has always been a time of evil since the very beginning of time but ladies and gentlemen the the time of of evil the the evil the evilness that our Bible has been speaking about for so long about the end of times is is, is is upon us ladies and gentlemen and it's vastly approaching then after the battle you will be able to stand firm stand your ground putting on your belt of truth and putting on the body armor of God's righteousness it's a body armor ladies and gentlemen go back and listen to these series because I can sit here and, and preach the, uh, through these again and again and again but for time's sake, we're going to let you go back and listen to them. Let us continue here, verse uh, excuse me, verse 15. For shoes put on the peace that comes with the good news, so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all these, hold up your shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. And ladies and gentlemen, here we go, our key scripture for tonight, verse 17. And he continues here with that he spoke to the church of Ephesus. And he said, put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Hallelujah. Let us pray real fast, ladies and gentlemen. Lord, we ask that you would, and Lord, as you have already blessed the reading of your Word. But Father, Lord we, Lord, we just ask, Lord, that you would make this Word crystal clear, Lord, here to us tonight. Lord, that we would have ears to hear what you desire to speak to us, Lord, and that our eyes will be open, Father, Lord, to see the very things that you desire to show us, Lord, here tonight. Give us the heart to receive it. Lord, and we thank you, we bless you, we glorify your name. 
In Jesus' name, Lord, amen and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, a, 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 it, he says put on salvation as a helmet. And, and he related helmet as is a, a helmet is, I'm getting a little ahead of myself here, but if we skip that part, that would be okay. A helmet is something that covers your head. But, but to get back to the part of, of salvation, here's what salvation means, ladies and gentlemen. So many people will say, well, I know what salvation is, Pastor James. Okay, well, I'm glad you do. But let me explain this to maybe those that don't know. Salvation means deliverance. It means to be delivered, to be saved from, to be made whole. So in the, and, and the use of this terminology to, to be saved or to be delivered in the pur pur uh, purposeful example that we were sick or needed deliverance. So, 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 so the question here that so many people may not understand the terminology of, of salvation or to be saved or to be delivered is that we had to be sick from something. We had to be sick of something, ladies and gentlemen. There was something that we needed to be delivered from. So the very question that we pose here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, is what were we sick from? What were we sick of? What did we need to be delivered from? What, what was deliverance needed for? And excuse me as my pause, uh, excuse me as my, as my screen has froze up here, but we're just going to continue because what's important is that the word goes forward. So the very question that, that we just asked here is, is what are we sick from? Ladies and gentlemen, the very thing that we're sick from, the very thing that, that we need to be delivered from, is that we need to be delivered from sin, that we were dying from a sickness of sin. We were dying from something that, that we chose to live in. So many people say, well, we were born into sin. Yes, we were born into sin, but we were also born with the Spirit of God. We, we can't give the devil credit, ladies and gentlemen. We were born into sin because of Adam and Eve, but we've also been given that opportunity to allow our spirit man to, uh, uh, to be saved and, and, to, and to just to grow into God. Ladies and gentlemen, let me continue on here. Uh, but th this terminology to so many people, it just sounds foolish. And the reason why it sounds foolish is, is because they're trying to view it from a, from a physical perspective. And, and this isn't anything that can be viewed or understood as physical because, because it's not physical. It, it's spiritual. It, it's something that, that we're being delivered from. We were being delivered from, from the penalty of sins. We're being delivered from sin. Hallelujah. Let, let's continue on here. Just like I said, but the only way to, to perceive this is to view this aspect from a spiritual stance. And a spiritual stance is a stance that adds a dominion unseen to the untrained heart. Ladies and gentlemen, it's because our, our heart is hardened and, and it's not been melded. You know, have, have you ever taken a and let's just say a, a piece of meat out of the freezer. And, and that piece of meat is so hard because it's been frozen. And, it, and to so many people, they see what the end results can be. You see, but as long as that, 
as long as that meat stays frozen, as long as it stays in, a, in, in the situation and, and in the area to keep it frozen, then it can, it can never be what it's needed to be. You see, and as, and as long as our hearts have remained hardened, ladies and gentlemen, then we can never be, we can never fully be what God wants us to be. You see, our heart has to be thawed out. And our heart has to, to be melted. This, this heart of stone has to be melted, ladies and gentlemen. And it must become tender before God. See, God, he, he paid such a high price for our freedom, ladies and gentlemen. As the Lord had spoke to me uh, a couple weeks ago and while I was in prayer, you see, the, the Lord spoke to me, and, 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 and I hear so many people uh, saying this, you know, you know, well, this is the ABCs. This is a accept, believe, and confess that Jesus Christ is Savior. You see, but my Bible tells me in Romans chapter 10, it said that we confess him as Lord, ladies and gentlemen. It said nothing at all about confessing him as Savior. So with that being said, here's what the Holy Spirit spoke to me uh, the other week while I was in prayer. And he said, I'm everyone's Savior. I am everyone's Savior because I died for everyone, but, but I'm not everyone's Lord. You see, because everybody's not serving him, ladies and gentlemen, even though he paid such a high price to, to free us from sin and to free us from the penalty of sin, to free us from the bondage of sin. But we're too focused on, 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 on uh, uh, allowing Him to be Savior, but not allowing Him to be Lord in our lives. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for that word. Hallelujah. Let, let us continue on here. How many times have, have you failed attacked by the enemy to the point that, that you no longer felt like that you were saved from sin or that you were no longer freed from the bondage of sin from the penalty of sin we, we've all been attacked and we all go through attacks ladies and gentlemen that the devil will, will seem to bombard our mind and, and just to keep us so busy and so occupied that, that we have forgotten about God that we have forgotten about our relationship with God that we have forgotten what God has called us to do that we have forgotten about that we have been freed in Christ and we've all been there, ladies and gentlemen. Some of you right now, you're going through that. You're just sitting here because you, you, you just think that maybe if I just listen, then, then, then maybe the Lord will call me back again. You see, ladies and gentlemen, there, there is conviction. You see, but the reality here, ladies and gentlemen, is that you can be as close to God as you want to be. You are the one that is the determining factor of how close you walk with God. You see, but as we walk with God, Satan's going to try to come up against us. Like I said, like I said earlier, he is like a roaring lion. He is not a lion. He is just trying to, he's trying to intimidate you and he's trying to duplicate what God is. You see, Satan is a duplicator and he is never the originator. He can he is not he is not smart enough to come up with things on his own. He has to imitate something. Hallelujah. Let me continue on here. You see, and that this is the whole purpose of the armor of God, the 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 
uh, as we spoke earlier, let me scroll back up here. You know, this is the whole purpose of uh, of the uh, of standing your ground and being strong in the Lord and allowing God's uh, allowing God's grace to to be multiplied in your life, allowing grace to to uh, give you the ability to go beyond your own natural ability. And as we spoke in in, in the first part of this series of, of of grace, ladies and gentlemen, grace is is God's empowerment. So and that's the that's the important part is that we be strong in the God in God and in the power of his might. You know it said and it says stand firm holding your ground putting on the, the belt of truth ladies and gentlemen we put on a belt of truth we you know we put on the armor of righteousness we put on uh, the shoes of the peace of the gospel excuse me and, and and we carry the shield of faith and and now here we are with the helmet of salvation and also the sword of the spirit that that's the important part of putting the armor on ladies and gentlemen and, and if you feel like that you need to go through the physical part of uh, actually pretending like you're putting on armor then ladies and gentlemen put on armor whatever it whatever it's going to take for you to get it through your mind and into your heart that as you fight against satan as you fighting against these times of evil that you are putting all of these things on hallelujah second corinthians chapter four I have a lot of scripture for you here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, as I always do. Because, like I said, I never want you to think. I never want you to think or to or or just to uh, just fathom that I'm making these things up. But I want to be able to back these things up with scriptures. I want to be able to back these truths up with God's truth. You see, because the Holy Spirit will never contradict God's word. And as we're getting ready to read God's word here in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, we're going to begin in verse 8, ladies and gentlemen, let us read. Though we experience every kind of pressure, we're not crushed. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for that. At times we don't know what to do, but quitting is not an option. We are persecuted by others, but God has not forsaken us. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been crushed, but we're not destroyed. You see, when we're crushed, all we're doing is we're producing this, <laughs> this very oil. If you go back to the beginning of this year, I, I, I preached a, a message on, it was called the olive press, ladies and gentlemen. And we must be crushed, and, and this crushing produces the very thing. That, that anointed Jesus Christ before he was crucified. It was the lady that had the alabaster jar. And as she broke open this jar and she anointed Jesus, you see, Jesus said that she would be spoken about to the end of times. But I don't want to go there. You can go back and listen to that. Maybe I'll put that link up here in the right corner as well. But we are persecuted by others. But God has not forsaken us. Ladies and gentlemen, we stand before men and, and men are so judgmental. You see, but we stand before God that will be our ultimate judge. And the, and the very judgment and the persecution that men may be placing upon you right now, maybe at your work today, maybe it was someone in the grocery store. You see, their judgment and their persecution does not judge you in reference to God's word. God's word himself judges us. Let us continue here. But God has not forsaken us. We may be knocked down, 
but not out. How many of us have been knocked down, but then we turn around and get right back up? Ladies and gentlemen, that's what a kid does when, when they fall. When, when they are in the process of learning how to walk, in the process of learning how to run, or even learning how to crawl, they fall down, ladies and gentlemen. But they don't, they don't remain there. They may throw a little uh, temper tantrum for a little while, but here in just a little while, they get back up and they keep pressing right on in. You see, ladies and gentlemen, and we've been born with the determination to continue to move forward. And that's not a sinful nature that we have that tendency to want to move forward. That's the Spirit of God that dwells in me. That's the Spirit of God that dwells in you, ladies and gentlemen. Is that we have that determination. We have the Spirit of God dwelling within us. That we know that we're not supposed to quit. We know that we're supposed to keep pressing on. Hallelujah. Let me continue here because I, I didn't come to preach on these particular verses. But these verses are so good. Let us continue. We continually share in the death of Jesus in our own bodies. So that the resurrection life of Jesus will be revealed through our humility. We consider living to means that we are constantly being handed over to death for Jesus' sake so that the life of Jesus will be revealed through our humility. So then death is at work in us, but it, re it releases life in you. Ladies and gentlemen, here we have one of these keys that we're going to be doing a series on the, uh, later this year, maybe even after this one. But we're going to be talking about uh, the keys, the keys to the kingdom. And ladies and gentlemen, this is one of these keys that we're going to be talking about here. Just to give you a little sneak peek on that. You see, but, but, to, but to remain humble in Christ means that we have to die. You see, Jesus could never move forward. He could never be the fullness of what God wanted him to be until he, he died. Till he died to self. And when he died to self, you see, when he was in the, the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, Lord, let this cup pass for me. But, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. You see, and God didn't allow this cup to pass from him. You see, it was something that, that had to take place, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm encouraging you right now, my brother. I'm encouraging you right now, my sister. That death, the cross, is your best friend. It, it is this key that will cause you to grow in humility with God. It will cause you to be able to walk hand in hand with God. It will cause you to hear things from God that other people aren't hearing. But those that walk before God, that are carrying their cross, hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, this is one of these keys. We must die. We must die. This is, this is one of these keys. Let me continue on here. Uh, the synonyms for, for salvation are ransom, redemption, or a price you see salvation it, it was it was it was it was our deliverance you see he like i said he paid such a great price he paid such a high price and it was a price that that me or you can we can we can never pay him back for that you see and ladies and gentlemen he didn't have to do it but he chose to he chose to to die he chose to, to bridge the gap between us and heaven. He chose to bridge the gap between 
us in a relationship with God. So ladies and gentlemen, why does God have to seem like, the, like he has to beg or it's like he's pulling teeth to get him to, that you would desire to have a relationship with God? You see, God has, God has, God, you see, let's just put it this way, ladies and gentlemen. You see, hell was not made for us. It was made for Satan and his angels. But the sad part about that, ladies and gentlemen, is even though it was never made for, for these particular people, but these are gonna be but these are gonna be the people that we will find there. Are the people that rejected God, that rejected his love, that rejected the cross, that rejected God's correction. And chose to live as far away from God as they could. You see, but a time's going to come, ladies and gentlemen. Time's going to come for each and every one of us that we're going to all stand before God. And we're going to give an account for the life that we have lived, that we have chose to live. Has the life that we have chosen to live, has it lined up with how God has called us to live? Ladies and gentlemen, you, you, let's just feast on that for, for just a moment. Uh, let us continue here. The anonyms for, for salvation are destruction, a loss, a ruin, judgment, condemnation, and corruption. As we had begun to, to speak earlier, we, we, we spoke about a helmet. And, and, and although that we're still talking about salvation and we're speaking about uh, the helmet as reference of salvation, ladies and gentlemen, what is the purpose of a helmet? You know, what part of the body does, does it protect? And some of you, and I hope, I hope all of you have, have chose this correctly, is that it protects our, our head. But the part that's inside of the head is what's important is it's our brain and and our brain is what sends signals to our body and it sends signals to our hands to 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 for our hands to move for our eyes to blink for our heart to beat for us to fall asleep for us to be happy for us to be sorrowful our mind is is so important ladies and gentlemen you see, but so many of us, our mind is occupied by other things other than God. But let us continue on here because I'm getting away from my notes a little bit. And that's, that's fine because I totally want to totally move in the direction that God has leading me to speak in. But in Romans chapter 2, now we have spoke about this. I believe this was like episode uh, series, no, not another series, but episode number 5. I spoke about this and I called it, I entitled it Transformers. But in Romans, Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, let us read like this, ladies and gentlemen. It said, and so, dear brothers and sisters, let's stop for a second. If, if Paul was, was speaking to someone here, he was speaking to fellow Christians because he called them brothers and sisters. Some translations will say brethren. The translation that, that I preach from and that I mostly read and I'm not saying that any of them is wrong, but ladies and gentlemen, what tickles your fancy is, is how you hear God speak. But Paul spoke here and he said, dear brothers and sisters. So that tells me two things, ladies and gentlemen. It tells me, number one, that he was speaking to Christians. 
He was speaking to people that were supposed to be like-minded just as himself. And this was not a message that he was speaking to a sinner. He was, he was not here giving a motivational speech to a, a, a group of people that was just gathering. He was not writing a, 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 an article in, the, in, the, in a Sports Illustrated trying to uh, encourage people. He was not a motivational speaker. Ladies and gentlemen, he was bringing the counsel of God. And he was speaking to like-minded people. He was speaking to people that called themselves Christians, people that called themselves saints. Ladies and gentlemen, just as, as I am sitting here tonight and I'm speaking to like-minded Christians as well. So, so Paul continued with this, dear brothers and sisters. He said, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. So if Paul was speaking here that, that we, if we have to present ourselves to, to God as a living and holy sacrifice, that this is the only way that we can be found acceptable, for, acceptable before God. So that means that there's a way that we can be found unacceptable. And I'd be bold enough to say that it would be the opposite of holy. It would be within your own selfish ambition, maybe prideful, maybe lustful and the list could continue to go on and on but he said present your, your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice the kind that he will find acceptable then he continues he said this is truly the way to worship him and the word worship here is is just simply the very first definition of, of worship can be defined as this ladies and gentlemen in the book of Genesis when when Abraham went to when he went to go sacrifice Isaac he said that me and the lad are going to go yonder and worship you see he was just going to go be obedient ladies and gentlemen he was going to go obey what God had told him to do ladies and gentlemen you see and, and, and as Paul continues here he said this is truly the way to obey God ladies and gentlemen this is truly the way to worship God Excuse me, let me continue here. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. Then you will learn and know God's will for your life, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Ladies and gentlemen, this is, <laughs> this is, this is just another one of those keys. That, that must be present in our walk with God. We got to have a change of heart, ladies and gentlemen. We, we, we've got to change the, the way that we think. The thought process of the way that this world is thinking is totally contrary to God's thinking. It's contrary to His Word. It even contradicts God's Word. And our thought process, our, our thinking, our mind, it has to be different. Will you say, Pastor James, how do I do that? Well, ladies and gentlemen, sometimes it's just as simple as in removing yourself from the normal places that you would typically be. That you would change the, the people that you may be around. That you would stop doing the things that you're doing. 
that you were doing that you may have done last night. And it's going it's, it, 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 <laughs> it's going to cost you, ladies and it's going excuse me, it's going to cost you something. The real question is is what are you willing to pay for? You see, because it 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 it's all begins because when it enters your head, then it begins to seep and to penetrate into your heart. Hallelujah. Let me continue on here. Paul continues in Philippians chapter 2. And I'm going to read these few verses out of the TPT, which is the Passion Translation. And, and, and I want us to look into, to see what Paul had to say here again. As Paul had told us that, that we need to renew our mind, we need to change the way that we think. So here's another thing that, well, ladies and gentlemen, here's how we change the way that we think. Let us read it. Philippians chapter 2, verses 5. It said, And consider the example that Jesus, the anointed one, has set before us. Let his mindset become your motivation. Wow. He existed in the form of God, yet he gave no thought to season equality with God as his supreme prize. You see, even though he was God, he was God in the flesh because he was fully man and he was fully God, but, but he never used his God-given abilities. He just surrendered to God. So he never looked at himself as an equal to God. You see, that was the downfall of Satan. That's what caused him to fall from heaven like lightning. Let us continue on here. Instead, he emptied himself of his outward glory by reducing himself to the form of a lowly servant. Thank you, Lord. He became human. He humbled himself and became vulnerable, choosing to be revealed as a man and was obedient. He was a perfect example, even in his death, a criminal's death by crucifixion. Because of that obedience, God exalted him and multiplied his greatness. He has now been given the greatest of all names. Hallelujah. You see, to, to have the mindset of Christ is, is the transforming that Paul has later told us in Scripture that, that we need to be having. The mindset of Christ is that he never thought of himself to be more than what he should be other than just to be a lowly servant one who serves one that is not being served ladies and gentlemen there, there's so much power in humility so much power in humility uh, Humility. let us continue on here hallelujah 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and it says, it says no eye has seen 
nor no ear has heard and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him but <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen thank God for this but right here but it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit for his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets no one can know a person's thoughts except for that person's own spirit and no one can know God's thoughts except for God's own spirit and we have received God's spirit not with the world's spirit so that we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us verse 13 when we tell you these things we do not use words that come from human wisdom instead we speak words given to us by the spirit using the spirit's words to explain spiritual truths but God excuse me but people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's spirit it all sounds foolish to them and they cannot understand it for only those who are spiritual can understand what the spirit means those who are spiritual can evaluate all things but they themselves cannot evaluate others for who can know the thoughts of God except who knows enough to teach him but we understand these things for we have the mind of Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, this was such a, a bold and, and very serious statement that, that Paul had spoke here. You see, it's like, like he's saying, here's your example, ladies and gentlemen. I can't tell you what you're thinking because I'm not in unity with you. Neither can you understand what I'm thinking because you may not be in unity with me. So we can't understand the thoughts of God if we're not in unity with him because God is a spirit and the only way to understand God's thought process to only, the only way to understand his, his thinking process is to think through the spirit allow the Holy Spirit of God to begin to manifest God's thoughts in your life ladies and gentlemen God's speaking so much here tonight about salvation you see it, it, the time has come the time has come my brothers and sisters that you need to be bold in God, that you need to stand in your salvation. And your mind needs to be encompassed around God's Word. And the only way to know God's Word, the only way to know His heart, the only way to have this mindset is to remain humble. And as we remain humble, we spoke that, that we would hear things that the average Christian wouldn't hear. That we would hear things that man themselves would not hear speak see because god is spirit hallelujah <laughs> shoot me a message or, or shoot me a comment if you need a little further explanation on that but i want to continue on here as as time is getting short ladies and gentlemen uh, i try not to be here before you long and maybe some of you may be listening to uh, uh this episode in uh in parts you know you may be driving down the road and then you come back and uh, you know, you had to go do something, then you get back in the car. And, and I, I know a few people that are following me uh, that listen to some of my episodes this way. But I want to continue on here, and I want to talk about the very next piece of God's armor, ladies and gentlemen, as we just spoke about the importance. Now, ladies and gentlemen, all, all, of, all of these pieces of the armor are very important. And, and I don't want to say that one is more important than the other because they're all 
pretty, 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 pretty important. They all go hand in hand. And, and without, if we lack one of them, then we, then we have vulnerability amongst our spiritual walk. But ladies and gentlemen, I really take heart to this next part. And this next part, we're talking about the sword. And in verse 17, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17, as we're back to our primary scripture here, ladies and gentlemen. Ephesians 16, verse 17, it said, and we've done talk about this, but I'm going to read it so we can follow on with it. Put on salvation as your helmet. It said, and take, and, and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And, and to take it with you means that, that we have not left home without it, ladies and gentlemen. That we are not performing any activities without it. That, that we didn't go do this and we didn't go do that without taking the Word of God with us. You see, because you, you, you never know when you're going to run up on the devil. You see, because if we're about our Father's business, then how else are we going to come against Satan? Hallelujah. But I want to start this part off here because uh, this part right here is just so important to me, ladies and gentlemen. And, and some of you may understand this and some of you may not. But, but I pray that, that you understand it all. It said in, 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 getting, in getting wisdom, it said get understanding. So as wisdom is being passed to you here tonight, and maybe you may, maybe you'll have to go back and to uh, listen to this part again. Maybe you'll have to go back and re-listen to this episode. Maybe you'll have to go back and listen to the whole series again. But ladies and gentlemen, I, I want you to hear this in John one and one. And I had a privilege to to sit under a a, 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 <laughs> a preacher friend of mine a couple weeks ago. And before I had sat up under his preaching, his scripture had came from this very thing. And, but beforehand, I mean, the Lord had already ministered this, this very same word. So, I'm, uh, uh, so brother, if you're listening, I, I'm, not taking, I'm not taking your word, nor am I um, <laughs> copying your spirit. But it just it bears so much witness with my spirit. But I want to continue on here with John 1 and 1. And it says this, ladies and gentlemen. It said, in the beginning, the word already existed. And if we could just stop for a minute, because some of you are already finishing quoting in this scripture. But I want to go back for, for just a moment. And it said, in the beginning, the Word already existed. Ladies and gentlemen, there was a Word that existed at the very beginning of time. And ladies and gentlemen, I, I want to make this very personal for me. And I want to make this very personal for you. You see, because there was a, very, there was a Word at the very beginning of time that said, tonight, May the 11th of 2022 that Pastor James was going to be bringing forth this word and God said on this at the very beginning on May the 11th that you were going to be sitting here watching this maybe it's May 20th maybe it's, maybe it's December the 20th of, of 2040 
I don't know, ladies and gentlemen, but at the very beginning of time, there was a word spoken. And that word consisted of me, and it consisted of you, and it consisted of us being here right now at this very time, ladies and gentlemen. There was a word that was spoken over me as a minister. There was a word that was spoken over me as a pastor. There was a word that was spoken over me as a Christian. There was a word that was spoken over you as a parent. There was a word that was spoken to you as a child. There was a word spoken to you as an employee or an employer. Whatever your situation may be, Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, in the very beginning, the Word existed. So, ladies and gentlemen, just like I said, to, to take this very part of this Scripture and to make this very personal for me and you, that in the very beginning, God spoke a word about your life. God spoke a word about my life. in the very beginning so as we continue to read this I want you to keep this in mind keep keep that saying keep that this part of what we just said to keep that in mind and let's continue to read the remainder of this scripture so we're going to start back from the very beginning and it said in the in the beginning the word already existed the word was with God and the word was God he existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through Him, and nothing was created except through Him. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. And in verse 14, ladies and gentlemen, very important, very profound here. It said, in verse 14, it said, So the Word became human and made His home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen His glory, the glory of the Father's one and, and only Son. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we could just wrap this up right now and just call it quits on that. See, because in the very beginning, the word that was spoken over us, it, it created us, ladies and gentlemen. And it brought life to us. And it brought light to everything that it created. And the, the best part of that for me, ladies and gentlemen, is that its word became flesh and it dwelled among us. It's God's word dwelling among us. Let us continue on here because I, I, have, I have so much more to, to give out. And I'm trying to get there as quick as I can. So bear with me, ladies and gentlemen. Matthew 26 and 50. And it said, Jesus said, my friend, go ahead and do what you have come for. Then the others grabbed Jesus and arrested him. But one of the men with Jesus pulled out his sword and struck the high priest's slave, slashing off his ear. Ladies and gentlemen, this is very important here. Here's what Jesus continued. Here's what Jesus said. He said, put away your sword, Jesus told him. Those who use the sword will die by the sword. Don't you realize that I could ask my Father for thousands of angels to protect us? 
and he would send them instantly. But if you but if I did, how would the scriptures be fulfilled that describe what must happen now? Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. I want to read this part here because this was something that, that the Lord had really laid upon my heart after, after I read this scripture. And you may be asking, well, Pastor James, how, how does this relate to the word and the sword and, and how does this take place? And yeah, we just read that, that uh, so many people would say Peter, but uh, in Matthew, Matthew didn't say it was Peter. But one of the disciples had cut off someone's ear and he had used a sword. But, but Jesus related this sword to something here, ladies and gentlemen. And I want to read this. Jesus said if we live by the sword, then we would die by it. This is the word that became flesh, ladies and gentlemen. If we live by him, him being Christ, being the word of God, the expression of God, then we will die by the expression of God, which is the word, which is, which is Jesus Christ himself. When we make it our main goal, then it will consume the rest of our life. If we live by the sword, then we will die by the sword. If we live by the very word that was spoken at the very beginning, ladies and gentlemen, then we'll also die in the same reference. And we can be what God has called us to be. We can be the salt. We can be the light that God has called us to be. But ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have to die by the sword. We're going to have to die by the word of God. Glory, hallelujah. <coughs> Excuse me. Jesus spoke with the reference that he could ask the Father to send thousands of angels to deliver them, but it would not fulfill the Father's will of what must take place. This shows us that the sword must be used correctly, ladies and gentlemen. The correct way to use the sword is to wield it or to handle it effectively. And to wield a sword, someone that wields a sword shows that they have skill, power, and authority. Correctly in the manner that God's word doesn't contradict itself. You see, Jesus could have called the, the legions of angels. He could have called for 10,000 of angels to come and to rescue him right then at that point. You see, but this was something that had to be fulfilled. This had to be fulfilled. This was God's word that had to be fulfilled. And God was not going to allow himself, Jesus Christ was not going to allow himself, the word, to contradict what God's word had already spoken. <laughs> Somebody is catching that revelation right now. We have got to use God's words correctly, ladies and gentlemen. We have have to, we have to, we must, we must, not that we should, we must. We must use God's words correctly. And I wanted to 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 build to to use this scripture to build a little foundation to bring a little bit of light to the next story that we're going to talk about here, ladies and gentlemen. And we're going to be talking about Laman, I'm sorry, uh, Naaman the leopard. And in 2 Kings chapter 5, and, and we're coming to a close, ladies and gentlemen, just give me a few more moments, just bear with me. I know I just said that, that we were going to try to speed the process up, but, but I really am almost done. <laughs> 
Hallelujah. Second Kings chapter 5. I'm just reading a lot of scripture here tonight. Second Kings chapter 5 verse 9. So, so Naaman went with his horses and chariots and waited at the door of Elijah's house. But Elijah sent a messenger out to him with a message. Go and wash yourself seven times in the Jordan River. Then your skin will be restored and you will be healed of your leprosy. But Naaman became angry and, and stalked away. I thought he would certainly come out to meet me, he said. I expected him to wave his hand over the leprosy and call on the name of the Lord his God and heal me. Aren't the rivers of Damascus better than any of the rivers here of, of, of Israel? Why shouldn't I wash in them and be healed? So Naaman turned and went away in rage. But his officers tried to reason with him and said, Sir, if the prophet had told you to do something very difficult, wouldn't you have done it? <laughs> so you should probably obey him when he says simply, just so simply, ladies and gentlemen, go and wash and be cured. So Naaman went down to the Jordan River and dipped himself seven times as the man of God had instructed him. And his skin became as healthy as the skin of a young child. And he was healed. You see what the word was, the word that was spoken to him, the, the word that came forward. You see in the very word that came forward, you see the very first thing was that, that Naaman expected some great prophet to, to just come out and to, to just do something miraculous and just begin to wave his hands over him and to begin to lay his hands upon him and, and just to speak healing, to proclaim healing upon him in the name of the Lord. You see, but Elijah, he just simply sent his servant. He, he sent someone else in his stead. And ladies and gentlemen, I, I can begin to, to feel the Spirit of God as He is already beginning to, to move in the close of this message. That, that we're expecting to for someone great to come to us and begin to lay hands upon us for our healing. We're, we're expecting someone great to come and to just begin to prophesy such a great word in our life. You see, and sometimes... God sent somebody that we're not looking for. Sometimes God uses something that seems ridiculous. Hallelujah. For those that are watching via YouTube, I'm sorry that my screen has froze. But we're just going to continue right on in because this is so important here. So many times we're just, we're looking for God to do such a great thing through a great person. You see, but the reality here is that God is just looking for someone to obey him. It isn't about the, the, the person within themselves. But just that the very fact that, that they have came and done exactly what God has spoken to them to do. You see, and the importance that is that God's word has, has come forward to you 
here tonight. God's word has been presented to you, to you before. And it may not have been someone that, that you may have wanted to receive it from. You may not even want to be receiving this word from me right now. Hallelujah. But the fact is, is that God has placed us here at this time for this reason and for this season. And you may not particularly like me. You may not like the message that I bring. You see, but God has brought a word forward to you. And it's a word that, that you need to hear. It's a word that someone around you needs to hear. You see, God asked, he asked David to do things that was beyond the normal, that just seemed to be crazy. And it's not for us to say, ladies and gentlemen, if, if that's the correct or the wrong way to do it. But ladies and gentlemen, I want to end here with a story here tonight. There was this young man that had been working at this factory for X amount of years. And he was a Christian and he was truly devoted to God and to all that God would speak to him. And one day while he was on his lunch break and he was in the the break room or the cafeteria of, 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 this, of this said business, whatever it may be. The Lord had spoke to this young man and told him to go do a handstand in front of the snack machine. And as this young man just began to just begin to, to think to himself and to try to ponder, Lord, why, why would you have me to go stand on my head in front of a snack machine, in front of all of these people? And these people are going to think that I'm crazy, that I have lost my mind. I, I may even get in trouble with my employer. But as the man continued to ponder, the Lord continued to speak to him. And the Lord kept giving him the same word. Go, go do a handstand in front of this snack machine. And the young man took a deep breath. And he slid the chair back and he went over to the snack machine and he did a handstand in front of his snack machine. And as he finished doing his handstand, he went back and sat down. And then the bell had rung for, for, for break time to be over. 
And during the day that the young man, he, he, he no longer dwelled upon the thing that he had done, the, the handstand. But sometime during the day or maybe at the, at the end of the day, on the way out and clocked out and on his way to the parking lot to his vehicle, the young man was approached by another young man. And they began to make small talk and the other young man asked the the old the, the young man that had done the handstand. He said, What in the world possessed you to do a handstand in front of the snack machine? And as the guy began to gather his thoughts of what he must say, but he knew the reality of what he needed to say, he said, well, it didn't really make no sense to me, but the Lord told me to do a handstand in front of the snack machine. And then the other young man, he began to cry. As he tried to maintain his composure, he spoke out. And he said, Sir, I had made up my mind that at the end of the day I was going to go home and, and I was going to go home and kill myself because I'm battling with this and I'm battling with that. But I prayed and I said, Lord, if, Lord, if you're real, Lord, if you really have something for me in my life, if there's something, Lord, that you've called me to do, then, Lord, send someone to do a handstand in front of the snack machine right now. You see, ladies and gentlemen, it's, it's not about how foolish we may look before men, but it's about how obedient are we to what God has laid upon our hearts to do. You see, and because of this young man's obedience, He called someone to believe in God. He called someone that would seek after God. You see, but we're going to have to look foolish before man. Thank you, Lord. Are we worried about how man perceives us? Or are we worried about what God has called us to do? See, ladies and gentlemen, this goes back to in the beginning was the Word. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus.
ladies and gentlemen, I encourage you that no matter what it is that God has called you to do, what God is speaking to your heart to do, I encourage you to do it. Let us pray. Our dear glorious and heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you've, you've blessed us, Lord, with this opportunity. Lord, to hear your word tonight, to, to hear your spirit speak to our hearts. Lord, there was a beginning for each and every one of us. And there was a word, Lord, that you've spoken for each and every one of us, Father. As David had said in Psalms 119, Lord, that before I had lived one day, Lord, you have written my life. There was a word that you spoke, Lord, for those that may be viewing, those that may be listening right now. Lord, you've already confirmed this word to them. You've already confirmed this word through them, Father. Thank you, Father. Lord, I pray that you would encourage each and every one of us, Lord, that we would continue to remain in you, that we would continue to, to press and to dive into your heart. Lord, as we go our separate ways, Lord, here tonight, Lord, we look forward to the opportunity, Lord, that we have to seek you, Lord, for ourselves but also to come back corporately. Bless us and keep us in all that we do, all that we say, and let all that we say and all that we do, Lord, bring glory to your kingdom. We thank you for it. In the name of Jesus Christ, and we bless your name, Father. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining in here with me tonight. Some of you will catch a, a pause or a free screen uh, towards probably the last 10 or 15, 10, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes of, of this uh, video. But I pray that you would just look beyond that and that you would hear what the very voice of God has had to say here tonight. As always, I thank you and I appreciate each one of you as you have come to join in with me to share and to partake of God's word. But ladies and gentlemen, as always, I love you. God bless you. And until we meet again, good night.